Hi everyone and welcome back. I know it's been a long time. Thanks for your well wishes. Thanks for your messages. Life has been life right now and your girl has been completely inconsistent. But today I'm joined with both Jade and Heather for another episode for you. What we're actually going to do today is something a bit different because we have been stuck at home still working from home even though the office is open and stuff. So we're going to play a never have I ever edition or a true or false. It's true or false in your opinion. And then we discuss it. So obviously, because Fall Into Conversation does focus on mental health, there are some mental health related questions and some true true or false kind of discussion topics that could also touch on mental health or might not. Because as you know, when we talk about certain things, people, not people, but it can either be really heavy hitting and we're trying to not always make it so heavy hitting, given that we want to be able to talk about mental health freely. So we'll start with true or false. I grew up thinking therapy wasn't for black people. True, true, 100%. And why though? It's not like you were brought up with it. It's not like your, or was it that your parents told you therapy wasn't for black people or was it something that you kind of picked up off of just vibes and conversations? For me, it was just like, oh, that's a little bit OTT. It's like something that you saw on TV and it was a bit like, I guess you felt like bougie people did it, if if I could put it in, in like really simple layman terms. So not to say that black people aren't bougie, but we're not always in the best of financial situations to be able to afford that. Mm-hmm. And you also just kind of, you just get on with it. It's like, oh, what? You're hit by, I don't know, financial circumstances. You just get on with it. You move. You just, you just pick yourself up. You get three jobs. That's just what you do. But as I've got older, I'm like, no, that's not okay. Like you need to talk to someone. I agree. Yeah, I think it was more I think less of a race thing but more of like a class thing in terms of like yeah your access to money and you know it's almost like a rich people problem that you can sit and talk somebody about an hour or in therapy about it but um yeah the older I get the more I think that everyone should actually do some sort of therapy and yeah it's basically it's I think it's like a necessity just like a GP checkup for me it was kind of what you saw on TV. You never saw like black programs where they would go to therapy. Like it wasn't even shown on TV as something that was okay to do. Every time you saw like a psychiatrist or someone doing the sessions, they were always non-black. And then on top of that, I grew up not with my mum telling me or my dad telling me that, but the notion was you don't talk about your family business. Like you go on about your day. You don't necessarily talk about your family business. So if you're, if you couldn't even talk to your friends, about what's going on to the point you know your parents don't want to be looked at funny when someone comes into the house so to to then actually go and talk to someone and pay to talk to someone was like why are you going to go and use your money to do that whereas now yeah we've gotten older and we're like no that's not how things should be it's crazy I remember my mum literally said to me like I think I was being a melodramatic teen and she was like never ever go to the doctor and tell them you're depressed or be like diagnosed with it because if it's on your file it's going to affect you for the rest of your life wow so like for me it's like such a big deal like like she would she literally was like just don't ever do it don't ever put yourself in that category it will like negatively impact you mine was the crying like not like not crying as in I've seen my mum cry probably like three or four times in my whole lifetime and Mm. most of those have been in more recent years where she's got a bit softer but she wouldn't cry in front of me Mm. so that kind of showed me that like and and the same with like the rest of my family it's like you just have this you don't cry at funerals you kind of like 
you you might choke up you might tear up a little bit but you just stopped yourself from crying and, and that taught me like oh that mental health wasn't something you could talk about because you couldn't even discuss crying or being upset Mm. and that wasn't a like a normal thing you always had to be strong yeah that's so crazy but no okay that was my first question trying to get it out there but now we're going to move on to a bit more of a relationship kind of question or a true or false question so true or false again this is your opinion men want a boss babe as long as she is not doing better than them I don't even think they want a boss babe you know I think not think that they want a boss babe I don't necessarily think they even yeah I don't yeah I don't think they necessarily want a boss babe I just think that they want in what sense though Christina as in like wifey girlfriend yeah so maybe like a okay let's give an example someone who's got their own she can buy her own stuff she doesn't need like like any validation she could do everything that she's doing by herself she doesn't need a man to do anything for her He's just there and he can talk up and say, oh, she's got... Yeah, this. I don't think they like that. I, I, I actually strongly feel that they really don't actually like that. I feel like they need to, they need to feel needed in some way, shape or form. And if you've, if you've got it all sorted for yourself, then he finds... This is probably my very traditional old school opinion that they find it hard to then place themselves in your life and place like their importance in your life. Yeah, I think, I think if they've got a certain standing, then they're fine. For example, I've had a conversation with someone before. He maybe earns less than me, but he's got um, property and he's got this, that and the other. So in his mind, he's like, OK, but I've got more like I've got more investments and stuff. So he'd be fine with being someone that earned more or something like that because he's got other things. So he he wouldn't worry. And I think only in those circumstances are they like really comfortable and it doesn't even just come to money it's even like if you want to do household things so I've if I I've done everything in my flat I've put up and, and I say like these are basic things like putting up shelves or putting up my curtain pole or putting oh, up I couldn't oh I would be it should be like someone help me I'm that girl I'm actually very I'm literally like someone come and help I could not do a shelf I could about do a light bulb but they don't like it when you're when you're like no I'll do it myself it's like mm. Or, or even like I actually asked someone to help me with my curtain pole when it came down um when you know my birthday when it got pulled down or whatever and then he, he was just no use to me whatsoever the next day when I was on my own I didn't have someone watching over my shoulder I did it and I could just tell that like he, he was like oh yeah you did well but it's like a thing like oh well I couldn't do it so it's not even just monetary things it's like if you're just doing everything on your own they're like well where do I fit in where do you need me mm. I think that's really interesting because I listened to a podcast probably I want to say maybe last summer and it was about women obviously in heterosexual relationships women earning more than their partner and whether that was a big deal or not and some men in in those uh, instances they did not like that their woman earned more than them even though it was never a thing it was never thrown in their face it was never like oh well you know I can do for me and you can't do for me it was just they didn't like it but then also weren't doing anything to change it so second question would that bother you if you earn more than your partner for me it's not about it bothering me I don't like how it affects a man and how they behave knowing that I think it changes them I, I don't care like personally I don't think a lot I personally don't think a lot of women care but it's that they're che- for whatever, like you said, a man just knowing that 
their woman in a heterosexual relationship knowing that their woman earns more than them I don't think that they like that dynamic mm. for me I wouldn't care though yeah I think with I think I never cared before but I think I care because of of how it might impact my life so what I found before was that it held me back from doing things and that's what I didn't like. It was like, oh, I want to do this. And then the person was like, well, well, I can't afford to do that. And I'd be like, oh, okay, no, it's fine. Like, I'll pay. And then it was like, no, I don't want you to do that. So, mm-hmm. and I, I get how they might feel that, but it, in, if, if the shoe was on the other foot and it was switched the other way around and the man was like, I would pay. Like, I don't think the woman, not, not all women would object to that. Mm-hmm. And so then it held me back from doing certain things mm-hmm. and enjoying myself. And I was like, I don't, I don't like that. Like, if you're going to save and then we'll do things together but if you're going to stop me from doing things because you just don't want to put the money out then that's where I'm like I don't like it yeah Yeah. and also as well he when we broke up he said he felt like he was holding me back from from doing things so yeah I think from that sense I don't care if they earn less but it would have to be like it couldn't be it couldn't be like a I don't know a big pay gap like it Mm. couldn't be a massive one it'd have to be like a certain amount like I've got a figure in my head that I want someone to earn when I meet them and like <laughs> is that bad I never had that before no, I don't think it's bad I think it's good because you're you thought about it and you thought you know what in and you've experienced you've actually experienced that yeah and that dynamic and you know that you don't like I don't think people should apologize for this because it's an important part of life like you literally couldn't do the things that you wanted in life because of it so I I don't think it's a problem I also don't want to struggle either like yeah. I think I've like one of the things I want in a future relationship is a partnership someone to build with like someone to grow with and I want to like do things together I want to travel I want to buy homes together I want to do all of that stuff I want to start businesses so you need to be stepping up to the plate you don't have to be there now but you need to be like okay I'm going to be there in a few years so if I can't see that then I don't I don't think I can be with you that's a good segue into the never have I ever question, which is never have I ever dated for the potential I've seen in someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, what does dated mean? <laughs> dated. <laughs> Dating, going to, on dates or just seeing someone like based on the potential. So they're not necessarily, I think there's a difference though, in my opinion, I'm going to let you lot go first, but I feel like there's a difference when I say this, but have you ever dated someone for their potential and not? what you want from your actual partner but wait can we break that down a little bit I'm sorry okay so what do you mean by potential as well like could it be like I don't see a future with them but there's something I like about them no I wouldn't say that I think that's just kind of like having fun with someone yeah but potential is in like you could see yourself being with them but you're like I've got to get them to do this this and this and this before we could be like settle down or you get into a relationship with someone who you think you know what this isn't what I want but maybe in five years it will be what I want yeah I've done that and don't do it (laughs) I agree I've done it as well but it's like only people who change when they want to change in it so when you feel like oh this person there eventually I'm it's almost like you feel like you can change them Mm. that's kind of the essence of it like you thinking okay this is where I want to go. I can see that they could potentially fit into that. And yeah, I have, but I wouldn't do it again. But that's what I mean by I think there's a difference with it because you, when you meet someone, 
and you're dating them, you're obviously going to grow with them. You're obviously, in my opinion, you're going to change, not change like your core, core values, but you're going to grow, right? You're going to probably, something that you said you'll never do, you might do an area of business that you thought you'd never be interested in. You might be interested in because you expose yourself to new things and then you grow. So you grow with your partner. You definitely do. But there's a difference in that you meet someone and you're just like, oh, they're such a nice person. They don't, tick, they don't like tick all your boxes. And and the thing is, I'm not saying that they have to tick all of your boxes because then that would be perfection and no one is perfect, right? No one is perfect. But you know when you kind of, what's the word I want to use? Like sacrifice or sweep stuff under the rug. And then it comes to fruition. You're like, you knew that though. You knew it from the beginning, but you really hope that, the connection and the love and the whatever it is is going to change that person like I definitely have dated or been in a relationship with someone where I'm like yeah yeah I don't know I don't know and I hate looking back and being like why did I do that because at the time I was sure and when you look back you're kind of like but I think when we're younger you can you can afford to be a bit sounds not not to cuss anyone but you can afford to be a bit naive and I think once you've gone through it and you're like, you know what, unless our fundamental values are the same and we fundamentally want the same things out of life, you can't change that person. As much as you like them, you can't change them. But don't you see all these like things online though and like social, on socials, right? It does, ha- it does work for some people where they're like, oh, she met me when I had nothing or vice versa. He met me when I had nothing. No. <laughs> but I feel like some people do have that story, but for me, I did it and I was like yeah I'm not doing it again because I felt like a fool when I got dumped I was like who told me to do that (laughs) you seen that have you seen that one where it's like no in fact it was a podcast I think it was a podcast yeah and it was like you go for someone yeah and you weren't even interested in them in the first place you weren't even interested in them in the first place and then they somehow convinced you like or somehow they changed your mind and then they do you dirty and you're like, but I didn't even like you in the first place. Literally, How did I end up in that situation? That was me. And I felt like a goddamn fool. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. It was me. But I don't cuss it because I'm like, when I was in it, I was happy. But on retrospect, I wouldn't do that again. I haven't dated enough to be able to say I've done that. So I wouldn't say I have done that. I haven't experienced that yet. Okay, that's fair. And I don't think I would, I think I would, I think I would allow myself I think I'd be clear with myself like most people I meet them within five minutes and I'm like yeah you're not like I know what category I'm putting you in already so I try to like remind myself of that category doesn't mean you don't catch feelings though but still (laughs) that's another have I ever have never have I ever (laughs) (laughs) okay so never have I ever broken someone else's heart I don't think I have Mm. I said I have but I think they lied (laughs) sorry no, it's fine. I was going to say, I don't think I have either. Is in, to be honest, I've actually never broken up with anyone. I've always been the one to be like broken up with. I've never broken up with anyone. Always opposite or mutual, literally. No, I've never broken up with anyone. I've always been dumped. However, that makes it sound really bad. But however, I do think when someone potentially wanted me back and I was like, nah. That could have been a potential heartbreak, but I don't count that because I feel like I was heartbroken first. So mm. I don't really think that counts. So I would say no as well. I don't know. Potentially, he probably realised that he was like, they were in love. And then they're like, oh, she's not coming back. 
I don't think I've broken anyone's heart. I think, well, I think I, I think a similar situation to you where we were both, we both broke each other's heart at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think maybe the only thing though was like when he came back and wanted more. I don't know if that if I broke his heart then when I was like, no, I don't yeah. want to do with you. I may have done. I've I've upset people though. Like I've upset people by like by ghosting them and stuff like that. Yeah, that's but that's not quite breaking someone's heart. Heartbreak per se. But I've never that's a good one actually, ghosting people. So you've ghosted people before. I ghost a lot of people. Heather, <laughs> have you done? Have you ghosted people before? No, I'm a dramatic exit. I don't want to ever talk to you again and block. I would let you know, but I won't ghost you. No, I definitely I've tried I've tried the communication though, because I got told off for ghosting. So I tried the communication method and they just won't stop contacting you. That's why you, you do the big exit and then you block sorry, this sounds really bad on the podcast. You do the big exit and then the you block. Now yeah. I just like if you contact me after I've already given you a that explanation, then I'm I'm just not responding. That's not ghosting. That's not that, that's, them, that's them disrespecting you. No, because what if they're like <laughs> like how are you or good morning or like yeah, I'm not listen someone messaged me good morning and I just I haven't opened it and then he's messaged me two things on my whatsapp and I haven't opened it and I think he thinks that my number's changed and so he, he chose to message me on instagram but I hope I'm not tagged in this thing because if <laughs> <laughs> have, have I go to someone yes I have actually Someone took my number once when I when I was at my old workplace. I went to I went to the shops, and you know, like when people stop you to talk, like try to get you to sign up for like charity, sign up for a charity or give money. You know, when you're like, no, sorry, I can't stop, can't stop, because I was on my lunch break, so I was like, I can't stop. Anyway, I went into Zara, then he walked back with me towards my office, and I just I've never really been approached like that, so I just gave him my number, and then he just started messaging me, being like, hey how are you? It was nice to see you at work today. Are you going to be around next week? I'm going to be back in the same place next week. And I was like, okay, well, I obviously need to try and talk to him before then because he might see me again. And then he just started sending me random messages being like, oh, it's going to sound so wrong to say. How many how many goats would I have to uh, bring to your parents in order for you to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the, exactly... This is the type of thing he was saying. So after that, I just blocked him and I just avoided Zara for a good couple of weeks. And I felt no way about it because it's not like I had met up with him and was talking. I just said, I'm not going to give you an exit strategy. I'm just I'm just not going to reply because I found that conversation weird. Yeah, sometimes it's okay to do that. It's like, all right, you're going, you're going left now. I don't, I don't need to. Yeah. You was prepping your diary. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, do you know what? Like, <laughs> <Dowie>. <laughs> I was like, I'll make it happen. How many pieces of cloth? How I couldn't do this. Off? I know now that I'm not made for for like online dating because I couldn't like oh my I, God. I was so uncomfortable with that engagement. I was like, no. Yeah. I don't even think I spoke about it much. I just blocked and I was just done. But I think with online dating though, you like it's kind of reasonable to just not respond to people. As in like I've had it happen and I've just not take it, taken it personal and I've done it to a lot of people where I've just like we'll start chatting and I'm like oh this conversation's dead or like say like I forget say like it's like a, a day and then I'm like oh what were we talking about oh like I just can't have the energy to respond and then you just never speak to each other ever again and then sometimes you just I saw someone out recently who was from online dating and we both just never spoke to each other again but what's awkward and that's what I've stopped doing now 
is when you get each other on social media and then they see your posts and then like you're just you're just watching each other's stories but you just don't know each other and then but you just carry on and they like your pictures it's just weird but what I was going to say actually is I feel like I've been ghosted recently and I don't like it my own medicine sorry huh? what makes you feel like you've been ghosted though there's been no contact but I think ghosting <laughs> no but I think ghosting because if there's been no contact on both sides hang a sec I said lol last <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I'm like it's ghosting is usually when people are like Hello? No, 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 no. Like I said, Hi. last. I made the last contact. So then, how long ago was it? It was approximately. <laughs> <laughs> it was ten days and five hours. No, I don't know. It was last week. No, it was the the Saturday before last. I don't know. I, I I don't say it's. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. And I don't know whether it's ghosting or just. I don't know what the word is. I call it ghosting, Jade. Do you? Okay. Yeah, but I call very minor things ghosting as well. Yeah, Heather, Heather will say Heather. There'll be a conversation. There's nothing left to say, and Heather's like, "He ghosted me," and I'm like, "But the conversation ended." Yeah, I mean, no. I, I'm basically doing the exact same thing. The conversation ended, and there was nothing to say. But you know, ask if 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 you can if I'm the person continually um initially initiating the conversation, the contact, yeah, ends, and then they don't they don't ever pick up the conversation. I feel like that's a myth. That's a strand of ghosting. I just think that's disrespectful. I don't I think, think it's ghosting. Really I think it's it's like I'm not interested in you, basically. Like, or like you're keeping you're the one keeping up. Okay, cool. Then there's no problem. Yeah. Or some people just like to feel like they're not having to put in the work. Mm. They like to feel pursued. But there's a difference. Like, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. A lot of men like to feel pursued. Yeah, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I think that's what I mean by I don't think it's ghosting because I think ghosting is like, hey, are we meeting up this Saturday? Eh. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I would have 10 heart attacks if that happened to me but that's what I mean I think the difference is pursuit is like no I want you to mess- like I want you to message me because there's people out there who are like oh you didn't pursue me you didn't pursue me obviously I'm, I'm not interested because you didn't pursue me but I don't I don't message first so I do that I'll be like well if you're not gonna call me text me I'm not gonna why don't you message first I like to know that you're interested in me. So pursuit. There's pursuit and ghosting. It has to get to a certain level of like comfortableness with each other. Obviously, it gets to a stage where I will text you first, but it has to be a certain level of comfortable like ness, if that's a word. But in the early stages, I'm not texting or calling you first at all. But then, yeah, question though. But and this isn't against you, but do you think this is where? Again, in heterosexual relationships, men get annoyed because they're like, "You want equality, but you want you want to you want me to chase you." Like that's that's old school. You want equality, but why is it me having the man having to do all those things? If you're interested, show me you're interested as well. Because normally we would see that as des. Back in the day, a woman doing that comes across as desperate. Yeah, but for me, I think it's just knowing that you're interested because I feel like right now in today's society men just view themselves as having so many options especially where like social media exists and stuff like that they just think they've got options galore so I just need to know that there's an interest both ways and that I'm not chasing you and constantly making contact and then when I feel comfortable like I said yeah of course I'll initiate contact also when I initiate contact then I expect you to act a certain way I I then hate if I initiate contact and then you make me feel full I Mm. I absolutely hate that 
I mean, there's a, it's a, that's a, that's a, I feel like that's a conversation, the whole thing in it itself, is. dynamic. Mm-hmm. It, I find it really interesting because obviously, like, we all want equality, but yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm old school. I like, I just like for the guy to make the, at least the first move. And I've got, I've got no qualms, and you both know, I've got no qualms of making any moves, but I like the first move to be from the guy. That's just how I like it. And I think the more honest that women are with themselves about this, the better. So what Jade said, like, the streets are horrible at the moment, if you haven't, haven't, if you don't know about it. Guys feel so entitled to so many women. They have access to so many women through their phone. What makes you special? If, they, if I'm having to chase you also, that's like... I don't want you, babes. It's all I, right. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah, and they always feel like women have so many people running them down, but it's not really... That's not really the case. Mm. that's not really the case I, just I think want- it's such a tricky one because I'm also of the view if a, if you like someone I'm not saying you should run them down but I'm like let it be known if it's not reciprocated then then you have more like I, I, I'm a person I don't like it I in friendships it. I don't like it in relationships I don't like it in family things where I'm having to guess how you're feeling if um, I've not I'm not saying I'm gonna sit there and put like oh my god I really like you I want you to come see me da, da, da. I'm just saying if I've said to you that I'm interested and if you don't take anything from that peace like it's I would prefer to be like that because I don't like to without your confidence being knocked pardon if you do that enough times and it's not reciprocated your confidence will get knocked absolutely but if you don't do it at all and you're the one playing the guessing you're on the for me guessing for me is I overthink so for me to sit there and overthink and be like I try not to put myself in a position where someone can say to me oh I thought I thought this I thought no because I told you one thing about me is like, but I told you and then I find it easier to just break it off whereas if I'm like oh no like you thought this then we start you know mingling it's like oh you think 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 I hate I hate Mm -hmm. it I hate it personally. So I would rather, Yeah. Um, it's been obviously a long time, but I would rather be like, cool, I like you, you know, da, da, da. and if it's like, I see nothing that shows you, you haven't said it or you haven't shown me, then I know that you ain't the one. And I just keep, I just keep it moving because I hate overthinking. It's my biggest, it's my biggest flaw as a person. So I always say this, but a lot of the friends that I have are friends that I've had because we're able to talk about stuff. The relationships that I've had or currently in I like to tell you because I you're not coming to tell me have a big argument with me and tell me oh I think I thought this I'm like you didn't have to think because I told you or we spoke about it so I feel like if you are interested absolutely say it but don't run someone down I I I wouldn't say my advice to you would never be like check on him message him at 12 every day and see if he's all right like I would never say that but there are I don't know maybe it comes from having brothers and maybe hearing that a girl hasn't shown interest so they don't want to feel like they're running them down so I think it's just I don't know communication I guess yeah. I think I, I, that's one thing I wouldn't do again actually and I've learned is that like if a guy because what can happen though is that they can do these tactics where like they they drop they drop in and out I've had a situation where yeah you're talking to a guy and then they're like they're showing interest but then they're then they're like go a bit quieter it's not ghosting or anything like that but they go a bit funny and then they suddenly show interest again so it's like back and forth and then you're in that situation where you're overthinking and I feel like I would never ever do that again I would never do that again and I think that is why in the situation that I was talking about earlier I haven't made contact because I feel like I'm putting myself in a situation where 
you should have if you wanted to speak to me you would have made contact and I'm now in this situation where I'm guessing why you haven't made contact Mm. and yeah based on our last conversation I'm like I'm confused as to where your head's at so I'm just going to leave it because I don't ever want to put myself in a situation where I am doing that and if you've done that once and who knows you could do that again Mm. so then also my pride kicks in I'm like no but I think yeah I think I agree with what you're saying because I feel like in this situation you'd say to me well why don't you just text him and see it depends though because from what you've just said I'm kind of like if someone was interested not that I don't think they're interested but if they're interested they have to contact but then yes, saying that the they're like no like da, 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 like because then it'll be like oh you go quiet because the feedback from that person was you don't call me you don't text me like you go quiet blah, blah 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 but I'm like I'm busy and also you also can show you're interested as well yeah. so now it's like oh well I've gone quiet again and now you've just not bothered and I'm like okay cool this is why I'm saying it's a catch-22 yeah. because I would say to you oh. if they're interested they will contact you but then equally I'm like but you're interested so it's just it's just it's just a hard one I don't think you can ever win I know what you're saying because it's like you could contact like when I was speaking to my other friend he's like why don't you just text him and I was like no I don't want to but then I'm like but I never saw a future with him anyway so Mm. it's not one that it's worth bothering for it's just like it was it was nice yeah I hear you okay I'm gonna jump off of um relationship talk I'm gonna move a bit to work talk now um it's a bit of a bit of a deep one so I'm sorry if it goes we're going back on ourselves now. Um, so never have I ever had imposter syndrome at work. Always. Always and forever. I have, but sometimes I I don't want to blame other people, but I do feel like sometimes it is fueled from other people. Like I think when I left my previous job, I was quite a confident person. I was like confident in my ability, sorry. And I got to a place and I just felt like "Mm, there's no one here that looks like me there's no one here who comes from the same background as me and then I just I don't know if it was my own insecurities but I just felt stupid I felt so so stupid in the environment that I was in so I think it comes and goes because you could feel confident and then let's say if you get promoted or your role changes or something then you can just feel it all over again or if people come in who on paper have more experience than you it's really hard to feel that you belong in a certain space so yeah I would definitely say that I've probably experienced it weirdly not so much in my retail jobs because retail jobs I feel like for me the ones that I did were a vibe they were so much fun um and it was more about having a community and getting your work done but having like a community whereas in more I'm not saying this you can't have a a career obviously in retail jobs because you can but I feel like I was really young like I started working when I was 16 and it was just about having fun you know making money but having fun and just being nice to people whereas you when I started doing um office roles it was kind of like you need to prove yourself you need to show yourself you need to and I feel like definitely it's something that I struggle with quite often I would actually say at work no, I'd say the same. I think I definitely agree on the the um, the environment point. I think like where I've always worked in legal teams, one of the things that I've found quite difficult is um, I've often worked in teams where the the people around me are privately educated, mm. and then not only are some of them privately educated, but some of them have like gone to university at Oxford and Cambridge, and so 
like they all talk in a certain way and I don't I don't talk like them and I don't sound like them and I don't act like them and I don't have like the same lifestyle as them and I wasn't brought up the same way and I just feel like a peasant basically next to them and and then equally I don't feel as educated or as like yeah I don't feel as educated and I don't I don't feel as smart as them I feel like maybe it takes me a longer time to get things and that's that I've always hated because I've always been in legal teams since I was 22 and and it's I don't like it Mm. and I've always been the only person of colour I've always been the youngest I've always been the person from probably the poorest background Mm. um so yeah all my friends who are women um I feel like I have never heard one person say they haven't felt like an imposter at one point in their life um but interestingly enough I just don't hear it from men and I don't know whether they feel it and they don't say it or they just don't feel it. Like, I don't know. Do you feel that our generation, no, true or false, sorry, our generation are more focused on careers rather than having children? Yeah. Well, well, are like, we're, we're millennials, right? Yeah. Millennials. Um, yeah. And I blame Beyonce and I've been blaming her for about five years. You're always blaming Beyonce and Disney. Beyonce's fault. It's Beyonce's Why? Fault. I don't know. I mean... I actually understand like, your, your logic. Pardon? I actually understand your logic. Because obviously in how we grew up as well, it was very like, it was a, it was a very, it was an era of independent women, go yeah. get your own, you know, F a man, you know, just do for yourself, you know, take care of yourself. And, and I don't disagree with that. I feel like every woman needs to take care of themselves but also I feel like and why I blame Beyonce is because (laughs) we still need to remember that if you still want a family that's also a very important part of your life it's not just your career if you want a family that is if you don't want a family fine career all the way you know do your thing but if you want a family and you've been putting all your eggs into your career it's just like but lo and behold Miss Beyonce putting saying single single women has she not got four, uh, three or four kids? Has she not got three or four kids and a big yard? Yeah, but they always do, they always do that. Look at the city girls. They we're tell fools. us all they're fools. Yeah, because you shouldn't. Be, <laughs> you should still have your own brain, and that's what social media hasn't is yeah. teaching people to do: is not think for yourself. Is think about how you're going to be perceived. Think about how many likes you're going to get. Think like you have to have you. In my opinion use social media if you're strong I'm not saying if you don't use social media you're not strong-willed but you have to use it and remember what you're looking at is not the crux of like yeah Yeah. like it's really hard but at the same time why why wasn't there more focused on I'm not saying there isn't but why isn't there more focused on the fact that you can do both like I was going to say is that you shouldn't have to feel like you have to sacrifice one for the other because a man doesn't think like that a man will go for his career and have a family at the same time and that's that's the that's the thing I think is changing is that mm. we're doing both more mm. or or perhaps we are doing it later um but that's because not necessarily we're focusing on our career but we're focusing on enjoying our lives like we're not putting things on hold because like that is what happens when we as women get pregnant like we have to put our careers on hold because we're the one that takes maternity leave or we're the one that has to go and give birth. Like, it's frowned upon. If, when I say to people, yeah, when I have a child, I want to go back after, like, three months. 
like my husband will do the rest of the the time like people are looking at me like oh but you don't know how you're feeling you won't want to leave the baby yeah I probably won't want to leave the baby but I also don't feel like it's fair for me to put my career on hold and his carries on like Mm. I've seen people in teens um men and women both have children over like a four to five year period and the man has progressed to head of that team and the woman one promotion during that time because she actually had to take time out of work Mm. so yeah I feel like we're doing both I think it's it's such a hard thing because I remember not in my current role my previous role when people would apply for like such such a junior position and I'm not saying that junior is in oh it was too small for them but they had loads of experience loads of experience like they could and they were like no 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 I need I need a I need something where I can literally clock off at the end of the day in order to raise my family and do stuff and I think what we're doing now in our age is like respectfully we've seen our parents do what they can do on what they had so we're trying to have more and have kids later like when we feel more prepared and obviously you can never feel like you could have all the money and still not be prepared to have a child and I I when you said about women almost choosing roles that just give them that I can finish work at this time Oh, the madness that we we stay up all night. Right. Listen, because shit will get real, mind my language, when you have a pitney running around you, because you cannot do this, what we do now, with a child. Oh, I say this all Question. I say Question, yeah. And this kind of relates. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't relate, but it's a similar perspective, right? So you know how we spoke about therapy and it being viewed as something that wasn't for black people. Would you get a nanny if you could afford to? For example, I hear people at work and they'll be like, oh, my nanny this, my nanny that, or I'm getting a new nanny or whatever, whatever. And in my head, I'm like, wow, like this is how the other half live. And and that's how I view it. But actually it's more and more common for people to get nannies, but I still view it as something that black people would be like, what do you need a nanny for? Like, you're going to get a nanny. I just feel like... Maybe it's where we are, like we're in London. And I think it all depends when you have kids about your network, because your network is the most key thing. If you have a network and you've got mums, grandmas, aunties, cousins, sisters, brothers, who can help you essentially and share the load, that need for a nanny is less. And maybe black people have more of a network, maybe. I'm not necessarily in that position because I feel like I'm a bit of an anomaly black person where I don't have a massive network. And so if I do have a kid, I literally have to either like consider having a nanny if I'm that serious about my career or humbling myself and literally being like, I need a job that if I finish at five, it's going to be five. Like I can't do any more. But in terms of actually getting one, if I was in the position, I think, you know what? Yeah, for some help, you know, to get the help. I think it's just all relative because the reason why, if I go back to what you said, Jade, about like, would you get it? Would get a nanny, sorry, as a black woman. It's not the same, but I find it very, very similar to getting a cleaner. I was just about to say that. I was just about to compare that. It was the same thing with my mum. I started, when I stopped living with my mum, I was like, mum, you need help. Like, not because it was bad, but because she was older like trying to lug the hoover and like just do certain things she wasn't like she could like at least when we were all there we could chip in so I pay for a cleaner 
to go to the house every two weeks. But my mum was like, no, I don't want a cleaner because it was, you know, oh, someone's going to come and tell me that I haven't cleaned the house. Like, I don't want that. And now she she comes every two weeks. My mum's like made friends with her, but my mum would clean before the cleaner comes because she's like, I don't want her to think my house is dirty. You know, so I think it's the same thing in that I agree with Heather because you have, for me anyway, I can't talk about anybody else, but my mum had a network. So where she didn't pay, we'd go to my aunt's house after school. You go to your friend's house. Like there was networks that you go to and you're fed, but the way that you're paid is like, okay, when we have a party or when we have, things we give food or do you know what I mean it was like more of a a community thing Mm -hmm. I think the issue you have now is everyone's on a different we're not doing things at the same time so you don't have that network like if I look at Tasha one of my friends who had um uh, her first child in 2018 she didn't have a network she got that network through her NCT friends because none of her friends had children the same time as her so she had no one to be on maternity leave with she had no one to you know she can't call us we're at work so it's like hey babe I'll call you back like we're we're meetings and she's trying to call someone for like support or conversation and she didn't have that so she got that through NCT NCT friends so I think if I had to because no one else was available or there wasn't a network that I could do things with then yes I would probably get a nanny or let that that child go to nursery because I think because we are having children later our parents are older to be able to deal with a two two-year-old three-year-old like it's taxing like it is as much as you love the the children it's a lot for your your parent to potentially look after that child four days out of the week but the issue you have as well on the flip side of that is have you seen those nursery costs Listen, when my friend told me yeah, how much the nursery costs were, it is more than my mortgage payments. And I could not believe that is how much you have to fork out. That is genuinely. So I can also understand why some people like might assume that a nanny is quite expensive. But actually, like if you compared someone teaching your child the things that are getting taught, at nursery and taking them to playgroup and they're in their own home and you don't have to like worry about picking them up because you're going to get charged if you're late but I like like every, every minute this is one of my friends she had a childminder and every minute that she was late she got charged x amount by the minute then I can see why but yeah nursery fees are crazy and in terms of yeah I would never have thought of getting a nanny before mm. I don't even know if I'd want to get it now but I feel I like if it impacted my career and if I didn't want to ask for help, that's a difference. It's not that I may not have a network around me, but like you said, my aunts and uncles are all a lot older. My mum's older. I don't live near my mum. And my friends might be busy as well. So maybe I might be like, you know what, I don't want to I don't want to put anything on anyone. Yeah. Maybe I'll get something. It might not be a nanny, it might be a child minor, it might be something, but maybe I will pay for something in the future. But I guess I don't know till I get there. But when I was younger, I definitely would never have thought about it. The same with the cleaning thing as well. Would never have thought about it. When my friends from school, like most of them, like would be like, oh, I've got cleaners. And I'm like, you live in a flat. Like you don't have that much to clean. Mm-hmm. And for me, for years, I never had a cleaner. I only got a cleaner until I had I got a tenant. And that was just because I thought it makes it fair in terms of like not having to be like, oh, you didn't clean this week and blah, blah, blah. You just made it be like, right, someone comes in and does it. Now... 
when she comes in here, I'm like, what am I going to do when I don't have a tenant? I don't have an excuse to not have a cleaner. This is brilliant. <laughs> I'm home and my house is, I haven't even had to do anything. Sometimes I'm just chilling in my room and I come out and I'm like, oh my God, this is a sin. It's actually a sin. Honestly, honestly. And she got, when, when the tenant goes, I'm like, well, could I keep it on? Like, it's so <laughs> <laughs> Again, off the back of that one, similar. True or false, you should have your life together by the age of 30. No, false. Still attacked even asking that question. Together? What is even, what does that even mean, together? Who knows? But apparently together is a phrase that we should all know because you should have your life together by the age of 30. Mm. I don't agree, obviously. I think it's false. That is actually still so young. So young. I saw a tweet about this the other day. Like, your 30s are literally your 20s, but with more financial freedom. I feel like I stepped into my own in my 30s and I was actually talking about this to my mum and my um, stepsister today and was like, I don't know if it was the breakup just before my 30s, Mm. but I stepped into my own. Like, I've still got confidence issues, but I just feel like I was just so much more freer. I was just like, I don't care. Mm. And I just feel like I learned so much from my 20s and being like, remember when you like complained about looking at this? And actually, you you really like you should have like embodied it. You should have enjoyed it. Now I'm like I'm gonna enjoy it. Like I'm just gonna make that like I keep singing that song. Allow me to enjoy myself. Allow me <laughs> to enjoy myself. Literally, I sing it. I sing it in the morning, and I'm like, allow me to enjoy myself. <laughs> Literally, I feel yeah. I feel like the, your thirties are. I feel like I was so scared to turn thirty, and then I turned it, and I was like, this is this is the best thing ever. Mm. how about how do you feel Heather um no I feel I feel similar to Jade like I I really enjoyed turning 30 I love the kind of you yeah you just know yourself better and um yeah you're you, you just care look you just care less what other people think um and I love that because you know grow up just so insecure when you're young and when you're female you're just so insecure everything is just a thing and it's so even realize how stressed you are and I literally I wouldn't I wouldn't step out of the house without makeup because I hated my skin uh just everything was just you're just paranoid about so much and then you're in your face like you know what yeah no one's gonna die <laughs> no one's gonna die if my socks don't match no one's gonna die if I didn't do do all the dishes or not everything's perfect I'm not married with three kids right now, sorry, you know, but I'm okay, you know. So I think so long as you know your 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 goal in life and you're going towards it, then I don't think I don't see anything as being 30 and a failure or anything like that. I think just go for it. 100%. Mm. 100%. I think when you're 18 and you're in school and you're like, oh my God, 30 is so old. I thought I'd be married by now. I thought I'd have kids by now. I thought I'd be living abroad by now. Do you know, all these things. And it's like, they're all pressures I put on myself. Like no one told me, like, obviously it's a bit different when you are, um, it depends on also your upbringing, right? And if you're told you need to be, you should be married by a particular age. And you, you know, people always say you should settle down, but it doesn't matter. Like it could be, people always say stuff about every situation. You could be married. It's when you're having kids. You know, you could be single when you get in a partner. You could be not working. When are you going to be a, a CEO? I think when you're 30, you kind of re- you've kind of seen a little bit more of life where it's like, 
these people that are telling you this themselves they don't have their own stuff sorted out so I'm like you know what yeah I'm actually okay you yeah, know exactly you all do things at different times yeah exactly. like some people they might go and like go after the home ownership route but then some people might have the, the the children route some people might might have the marriage route some people might have the travel route and like no one is doing it all at the same time but someone always wants a bit of what that other person has got mm-hmm. and I just think you just have to accept that your path will look differently like it will look differently but ultimately you probably still end up on the same path but it will just be in different stages mm-hmm. no 100% I agree with both of you I feel like when I turned 30 out of my friendship group like primary school friendship group I was the second one to turn 30 and I just remember being like oh my gosh guys it's fine like I was telling everyone it's gonna be great you're gonna step into it you're gonna love it like because I had such a good 30th like I enjoyed myself everything about my 30th was great like it it just felt so good um and you're gonna enjoy yourself you're gonna have fun you're gonna step into a new a new lease of life and I realized that that isn't gonna be the case for everybody but I just think it's ridiculous that you get told that you need to have your age your your age is what defines you as to whether you're successful or not um and I think success factors are also what needs to be looked at because this whole this question is always so loaded and that's why I was giving you a bit of smack at the beginning of you've got to be they they're defining that as being on a certain income having a home having being married and having kids that's what the definition of success is but you know like I've seen people that have those things and are miserable or and and on the on the flip don't have those things and are the, like the best happiest people ever exactly or people that are just on their own path you know so I feel like it's society like you said putting all this pressure on you that you have to have this certain thing and that certain thing means that you are then you know defined as successful exactly but what's important to me isn't going to be important to someone else so how can you then hold me by the same standard of success if we don't think the same things are important and we've come to the end of the episode thank you so much for listening we spoke about a load of different things some things went off topic but we really enjoyed it if you have any questions or anything you'd like to add please email fallintoconversation at gmail.com and we'll pick it up from there thanks bye